Hello, welcome back to Let's Talk Tottenham. Been away for a few weeks, there's three games to catch up on. One which was fairly worrying, but we got a win, and two which have just been absolutely horrendous. Um, I hate to say it, but it's our season over already with 12 games left. Uh, without a striker playing, some getting injured, which was a shock to me, being that he finished the game against Villa. Without him playing and a striker up top and the complete like, reluctance to play Troy Power, we just looked so devoid of ideas and, and confident shot. Yeah. Must win game against Chelsea, apart from a couple, one of whom only came on and was 70 minutes gone. Players don't look like they're up for the fight or interested, so it's a real worrying time. Um, so talk about all that and a bit more. So uh, it's going to be a depressing one. Let's talk, Tottenham. So the Villa game. It's a weird game that uh, I'm not sure we deserve to to win. Really, I think Mourinho did say. Villa didn't deserve to lose, but we deserved to win. I'm not sure we did enough to win. I think a draw would have been a fair result. But Villa were the makings of their own downfall. Uh, what Genius was saying on match of the day with their defensive line at, at times, certainly when they had the ball or they were in our area, uh, they were defending like 10 yards inside their own area uh, uh, half, which, you know, we had Mora, Sun, Bergwijn, all quick. Uh, and it's just an easy ball then to knock it into space. It doesn't even need to be someone who can pass the ball that well, just hoof it long and then they'll chase it. So being that they have John Terry on their coaching staff as well, he wasn't the quickest either. So he must understand that if you're not the quickest, and Tyro Mings is, but he was injured, if you're not the quickest, you don't want to be defending too high up if there's fast players. So I don't understand why they did that. So in terms of that, we had so many chances. Son had a kind of war with, with Vayner, who thankfully for us, Sun came out the victor in the last minute. Uh, but we were creating chances, looked a threat, but then so did Villa. Uh, particularly with crosses. Um, uh, it doesn't help as well. Dyer's passing for the first 10 minutes was absolutely diabolical. Uh, <laughs> perfectly summed up his surname there with his passing. Uh, but I thought after that he played well. He he marshaled the middle quite well. Uh, Grealish was basically resigned to to playing out wide against Serge Aurier, who, who he did Serge Aurier quite a lot of times. But I don't think that's Serge's fault entirely. Uh, I mean, Aurier should have got booked in the first five minutes for taking him out, but let him know he was there. But Grealish kept going. But there was there was no support. Like, it was only towards the end of the first half that Mora came back and helped. Uh, all year out, so it was too easy uh, for Grealish there, just knocking it past him. So he created a chance for Louise, brilliant block by Davies, but Davies should never have been allowed the chance to block that. Uh, and then Grealish got through again for some reason, decided to pass rather than shoot. Um, and then the goal came, which was absolutely dreadful. Uh, I like Davies, but I, as I'll mention about uh, in the Leipzig game, he's he's not match sharp. He's not much sharp. He's been out for a while and he got caught uh, by a little flick by El Ghazi, I think it was, who did well running down the wing and then putting a cross in, got deflected. Uh, Davies got back well to deflect the cross. Uh, and then we score an own goal without a veal. But it, in my mind, it, it, it's Loris' fault. 
it was in the six yard box. That's his area. That's his domain there. He he has control over all of that, or he should do. A good goalkeeper should. He's come. I think all of us have probably seen that. Left it and then realised at the last minute he's not coming. I've got to do something. His position's wrong and he's toe poked it in. But Loris should be taking that out. He should be taking the ball and then if anyone's in the way, then they get bundled over as well. Uh, for the second goal, it was a free header. There's not that many people in the way of him, so it's in the six-yard box again. So he should be coming out and either probably punching that. Like, I've, I've questioned whether he should be punching or catching things, but there are a few bodies there, so a punch would suffice. Uh, but it was in his six-yard box. But obviously, if it's absolutely cluttered with people there you can't come out because there's nowhere to go but it, it wasn't like he could have easily come out and punched that and we look susceptible to crosses we look so nervous with crosses there was one where Sanchez just stood there and headed it out but or tried to head it out but the uh, attacker made the run put a bit of effort in made the run and then just headed it wide luckily but we look so nervous in that game Coincidentally, in the other games, we looked all right. I mean, Giroud played against Chelsea, who's good in the air, and he didn't cause us any problems in the air with headers at all, that I can recall. But against Villa, it was we looked so nervous, and I, th I think that comes down to the goalkeeper. Now, I've said before, I'll say it again, we need a new goalkeeper in the summer, a commanding one, a younger one, because um, I don't think Lois is up to it. I I'm not sure what happened, whether the, you know, the World Cup was a pinnacle and then his standards have dropped now because he's won everything he can. Um, but yeah, he he's not the same keeper he was uh, a few years ago, that's for sure. And I think he's causing the defence worry and, and causing them nervousness, and that's why we look so nervous there. Uh, but every time they put a cross in Villa, we looked dangerous. In the same way that every time we put the ball over the top, we looked dangerous. Every time they put a cross in, they looked dangerous. Uh, Mora, again, he 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 he's the one who tries and makes things happen. Like there's a lot of abuse, not abuse, but criticism for him on Twitter, which fine he doesn't you know score the goals or that Kane does apart from if he's playing away in in Ajax in the semi final of the Champions League, but he puts a shift in every single game. He tries to get the ball run with it, and and he was getting the ball running with it, and then taking people out of the game. Uh, but there was no movement for him. Like Bergwijn kind of stood there. Son, son had a weird game. He, his control and, and shooting and composure was all over the place, apart from when we actually needed him to. He then wins us the game and then, you know, so you can't really have a moan at Son too much, which I'll talk about a bit later because people were for some reason. I don't know why. But more of a, always trying to make things happen, uh, whether it's... Um, doesn't know what to do with it or his final decision making not quite there but at least he's trying to have a go you know um, and then we scored the equaliser brilliant finish by Adderfield quick turn and shot um, poor defending from, from Villa letting the ball just bobble around uh, but brilliant finish Rainer had no chance Loris again was flapping at things which it doesn't fill your confidence, does it? If the keeper's flapping at a lot of stuff and then, you know, creating errors, it doesn't fill your confidence if you're a defender, I can't think. Uh, Ali had a weird game. I'm starting to really lose patience with him. You know, Chelsea, the first, we need we need someone to hold it up up top. First thing he does, falls over in the box trying to get a penalty when it would have been easier to just hold it up 
wait for people to come and then play it off. Like I think he, someone I saw on Twitter said, said this and I retweeted it and I think it's spot on. I think he's more interested in the lifestyle and the celebrity lifestyle and the money than he is about being the best footballer he can be. Look at people like Kane. Yeah, he 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 stays out late training sessions, takes penalty shots. You know, stays late. Never heard Ali doing that. You know, Ronaldo famously stays out all the time. So so did Beckham, Lampard, Rooney. Never hear Ali doing that. I think he's more interested in the lifestyle. I'm starting to lose patience. If we sold him in the summer, I don't. I wouldn't be upset. We get good money for him. I wouldn't be upset because I. I'm not sure what he's offering at this moment in time or has been for the last month. He has occasional flashes of brilliance, but, you know, we're in a tricky situation here. We need consistent effort. Um, and I'm not sure what he's doing. He had a chance there, but it was a foul throw from all year, how that didn't get called back. Um, and then he put it wide. But again, that's what I'm talking about, that not the brilliance there, but the determination to get there and the desire. That was good. He played well against Villa. He had a chance later on in the second half where he's, I'm not sure if his confidence is there, but he's, he's complete. He, he could have dinked that over Rayner or tried to hit it past Rayner and he took too many touches until Rayner was literally on his feet and then smothered it. But again, he's getting into the positions. Uh, and then we come to the potential turning point there, the penalty which I was screaming at the time. Son was racing through the middle. Bergwijn didn't look up. He could have crossed that, and Son gets a tap in. Uh, as it is, he gets brought down. VAR then takes a ridiculous amount of time, which will come to VAR with a Chelsea game in a bit. It takes a ridiculous amount of time, but then we get the right decision because it was a penalty. Dean Smith moaning there about VAR, you know, oh, it takes too long, blah, blah, blah. If that was the other way around, you'd be screaming for it, so shut it. It was a penalty. Your player has got the wrong side and taken the guy out with a challenge where you think, what on earth are you doing? You're never going to get the ball there. Just stand him up. Uh, but again, that all got caused by the high line. I think it was Winks who played the ball over the top. An easy ball. Like I could have played that ball. All I need to do is hit it. Uh, and then the penalty. I didn't think it was a bad penalty. It was low and hard. It was just a good save. Uh, but then he's alert, son. Uh, he's angry and then puts it in. He was, he was angry, Rayner, at his defence, but, you know, Son is nearest to the ball. If I, if I was a defender or an attacker not taking a penalty, what I'd be doing, I think, I can't remember who said this. I heard it on a podcast, but I can't remember who. Oh, it was Lineker, I think, when he wasn't taking penalties. What he'd do is he'd, he'd run as the player was taking his uh, kick. He'd run from about five, ten metres before the penalty box. So that when the ball was hit, he was going full speed into the box. So then he's obviously got an advantage. I don't understand why players don't do that. They stand and have a standing run. Anyway. But yeah, I, I thought... That's what I thought about the penalty. And then the second half, the goal comes in from the header again, as I've talked about. Absolutely terrible defending. Like, but I think the defending, as I've said, comes from the nervousness of Lois. That they have to make decisions and go for headers that they're not normally going for, and then second-guessing themselves, should I go for this header as the keeper coming? And I think that comes from the command and commanding keeper and the lack of commanding keeper that we've got. Uh, Lacelso came on for Dyer. As soon as uh, Dyer went off, uh, Grealish went into the middle because uh, there was no one there to pick him up. That's why I think Dyer played quite well without actually getting on the ball that much. I think he marshaled the middle 
quite well. Even though Grealish had had chances wide, uh, as I've said, because people not tracking back and helping Aurier, you'd rather, rather, if you're the opposition, have Grealish out wide than in the middle, because he's less effective out wide. But as soon as he went inside and Dyer went off, he kind of ran the game a little bit. Celso came on, had a few good bits. Brilliant ball to Aurier, which was Ericsson-esque, similar to Ericsson's passer to Aurier for the Brighton goal that Ali scored. Uh, but we had so many chances, which the game should have been dead and buried. Uh, like Villa had chances too from crosses, like I've said, but they weren't clear-cut chances. We just looked really nervous, like we were going to concede a goal. We had clear one-on-ones and, and efforts that we should have taken. Kane would have done, I'm, I'm convinced. I think Parrot would have done, to be fair. But we were getting the chances and we looked dangerous. Uh, but yeah, like... It was a running battle between Rayner and Son. Uh, the one with his left foot was brilliant reverse pass from the Celso. Uh, and then the game, I, I always thought that, and I always got this with Pochettino's teams as well, that we'd always get a chance at the end. There's always another chance coming and we didn't create it. It was just a hopeful ball from uh, Sanchez to just not do anything stupid. And Engels, I think it was, the, the guy who came in for Villa, to replace Mings has tried to control it. I'm not sure what he's doing, just hoof it. And it squirmed under his feet. And then Sun has just showed the composure that was missing for the first 89 minutes. But like, you know, all this abuse of Sun and criticism of Sun, I don't know where it comes from. Like the guy has scored six goals in five games or something like that. He's won us this game. Yeah, he didn't play well, but he was always a threat. He's always a threat, always looking to run in. Even if he's not playing well, Thierry Henry never used to play that well for 89 minutes and then scores and 1 0, they win. You know, they're always a threat. The defenders always have to be on their game. And if they're not, then you get what happened in this game at the end. But to criticise Son, he always puts a shift in. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, and now these, these players moaning that we haven't got him, uh, these players, sorry, these fans moaning that we haven't got him, you know, you're the one who said he should have been dropped. Because he hasn't been playing well. And now we haven't got him. We're, we're really seeing what he adds to the team. Because we haven't got anything going forward really. Um, but yeah. But when we needed him. He came up trumps. Brilliant finish. Calm, composed finish. And then we win the game. And that was the Villa game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, after a positive note there. We'll go and get a bit more downbeat. Uh, so that Villa game finished, we were like, thinking, right, OK, big game against Chelsea now. One point behind, we'll win that, we're going to fourth. And then came the news that Son gets injured, and he was injured in the Villa game. And it happened after about two minutes, maybe less than that, where he went over. But then he's either playing with a broken arm, a fractured arm, or it's one of those ones where adrenaline makes you think it's all OK. Because he didn't look injured at all, and then it comes out that he needs an operation, and then we've we've lost Kane now, and we've lost Son, and then it just really goes to show how devastating it was not to sign a striker. But Troy Parrott's there, you know. <laughs> how many people need to get injured for him to get given a go? Like Mourinho says, he's not ready, but how do you know? You know, he might be ready. And we're we're running on pretty much empty at the moment because that that Leipzig game was an absolute disgrace. Like. How the hell we're only 1-0 down and still in that tie, I 
do not know. And then for all my criticism in the Villa game, Loris played an absolute blinder. There were very little crosses that came in. It was all on the floor and, and very good play from Leipzig. One touch, fast, one-twos movement, which we allowed them to do in the middle. We didn't have like a dive in there to break things up or just put, us, put themselves about. We are all very standoffish. Uh, their wing-backs were then joining the full-backs and both staying wide. Um, and someone said to me as well, with Dyer in there, you can then play three at the back and then you can uh, match their formation, three and then the wing-backs and then three in the middle and then have many people up top, which we didn't do. And I think he's, he's right there. But we didn't match them up and we, we looked overboard and, and overrun and outnumbered by their wingers and full-backs. But Laurie's made God knows how many good saves couple of them point blank. That Timo Werner should have scored a couple. Um, but yeah, like going forward, we had one chance, which was Norway across, which was a little flick, I think, by, by Bergwijn, which was a good save. But other than that, our chances were free kicks or long-range speculative efforts. And the movement was just horrendous. You got... You got Moore playing right up top, back to goal. He's much better, like shown in the Villa game, coming deep, getting the ball, and then dribbling with it, trying to commit people. But even when he does that, there's no movement for him. Like, it's not Bergwijn's fault. He's not a striker. When Kane is fit and Son is fit and he plays, then he'll play well because he'll he'll, he'll have space because Son Kane will will occupy defenders and make runs, and then he'll be able to pick up the pieces and drift into space wide and put crosses in. So it's not his fault. Or Mora's, he's not a striker either. Um, but I don't understand. Play power. You know, you, we're lacking a striker. We're lacking any movement. Anyone who stays up top, holds it up, got a bit of killer instinct. I don't understand why you wouldn't play someone like that. Um, and we need to score a goal away now. We have to. And I don't see where we're scoring the goals now because there was no movement. I'll get onto the Chelsea game, which was even worse in a bit. Um, I don't see where the goals are coming from. As soon as one of those those forward players gets the ball, they're looking up, they're looking up, and then there's nothing because no one's making a run into the channel, no one's drifting off anything. There's no support coming from midfield, so they're forced to pass back, and it's just so easy to defend against. You've got La Celso who then gets the ball looking up for a cross-field pass and Aurier is just not not going forward or Davies not going forward, so there's no outlet there. Very easy to defend against, so slow. And then the penalty was... I was, I was trying to think of a more blatant penalty than I've ever seen and I'm struggling to find one. Um, again, it was it was good play by the striker. I think it was Werner. It was good play by him, um, you know. Nipping the ball in, getting the ball, um, knocking it past Davies, who is lacking fitness and he's taking a swipe. But it was no qualms about that VAR, not needed at all on that one. If, if, if they had to stop the game to look at that by VAR, then it's a disgrace because it was you could see it was a penalty straight off. Uh, and a good finish, low and hard. Very good finish there, even though Loris gets the right way, but you can't blame the keeper for that. Um, and then we're fighting an uphill battle now. But we've got to do something in this um, in this uh, second leg and in terms of strikers because we don't look like scoring at all. And as I say, how we got away with only a 1-0 loss is anyone's guess because they were all over us right from the first minute where, you know, we're not closing them down. Like, I, I, I would like 
dire to play in that game there. Uh, Undumbele will get to when I talk about the Chelsea game. But I'd like Dyer to play, just put himself about. Like, I'm here, I'm clattering into you, I'm going to go in hard if you're there. So, yeah. And then he gets, he allows you to play three at the back if you need without bringing a sub on. Uh, but we need to do something different and, and please play power. You know, maybe not in the Champions League, but we've got Norwich coming up soon in the Cup. So if he's not playing in that, I'll be pretty annoyed because that's a perfect opportunity. I know. The FA Cup is the only likely chance we've got of getting anywhere near a trophy. But, you know, you've got to give him a chance at some point. Like, if you're not going to give him a chance, send him alone and get him some game time like we did with Kane. Don't just leave him in the reserves where he's playing against non-competitive football. And, and we're running on empty here. We haven't got any strikers. So give him a chance. Two games down, one awful one to go. So before I get that, I'll psych myself up for that one, have a little bit of a break, get a cup of tea, a bit of water. Uh, back in a bit where we talk about the fact that our season could now be over and we have a real good chance to get into the top four, put a statement in, and we were just gutless, toothless, no idea, no invention. And it's a very, very, very bad day yesterday. Back in a bit. And we're back, so let's talk about the shit show that was the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge, where we had the chance to go fourth after a win v Villa, and after Chelsea's terrible performance against uh, Man United. Although, they should have been a man up, really. How, how Maguire got away with the exact same challenge that Son got sent off for against the exact same team, I would never know. You know, talk about VAR, you know, being fair and everything. Absolute shambles VAR, which we'll talk about with uh, what should have been a red card for us in this game. But absolute shambles, absolute shambles. And, and again, yesterday, Liverpool against Southampton. You know, Danny Ings gets fouled, doesn't get given. Liverpool go up the other end and score, where you know, there's a foul for Burnley. Uh, yesterday, uh, yeah, yeah, Burnley yesterday doesn't get given. Bournemouth go up the other end and score, gets brought back, given a penalty. So, uh, and they said it was uh, the Liverpool one was too far back in the play, whereas the Burnley one was further back. So, how, you know, it's completely inconsistent and absolute nonsense and a shambles. But. From the very, very start of that game yesterday, you could see that Chelsea wanted it more. They were closing us down. They weren't giving us time on the ball. We were sitting very deep. Every time Chelsea got the ball, we're just ghosting around, not really doing anything, not putting any pressure on the ball. Again, why Dyer wasn't playing, I don't know. Uh, we had Lacelso getting a bit of space. And, and after all of this, it was us who had the first chance with more. It was a good save. Uh, again, he, he good little feet he's got. Occasionally, uh, sometimes he gets caught up in, in which foot to use and everything like that. And I think his legs maybe move a bit quicker than his brain. This time, good good little jinking piece on the edge of the box. And then good low shot, good save, good save. Uh, but that seemed to fire Chelsea into even more attacking play. And Barkley, who's been not really done much really since his move there, looked like a world beater. You know. He has a shot which he's able to run like 40 yards unopposed and then just puts it wide. You know, close him down, at least do something. Don't let him shoot. 
lucky that it went wide, but it was a warning. But like, you know, the goal then comes shortly afterwards. An absolute disgrace that was. It was like shooting practice for Chelsea at a bloody training. You know, it was a through ball, which I'm not, I'm not sure who it was who got caught. It might have been Sanchez, but no, it was Alderweireld. It was Alderweireld. It's wrong side of him. It's a simple pass. That was what was looked at offside, but it didn't look offside to me, and it wasn't, so it was given correctly. But, like, you know, he, he then drives him a little bit wide out of the field, so that's fine. Uh, Loris has pushed it right down the barrel of the gun as well with the save, but you can't really blame that because, you know, he saved it with his feet and it was a good low shot. So I, I'm not blaming Loris for anything in this game, really. Um, but, you know... <laughs> I think it was Jorginho then had a shot. No one anywhere near him. Hits the post. Then comes to Giroud again. No one anywhere near him. And and good low shot. People say should, goalkeepers should never be beaten their near post. Which, yeah, may be true. But I'm not sure about that one. It was a good finish. But look, it should never have even been allowed to shoot. There was no closing down at all. Just very standoffish and absolutely pathetic. Yeah, in a game that we must win, we've been under the cosh, and then we go and do that. Absolute bloody shambles. Absolute shambles. And then going forward again, where are our goals coming from? There was no movement at all. Yeah, Moore, Moore and Bergwijn as well are just in the middle as the two kind of strikers. That, you know, When Kane plays, yes, he's central because he's a striker, but he run the channel. He'll run the channels. You know, make give himself an as an option, and then what happens when he gets the ball is that the alleys of the world, and Dumbelles if he's playing, Sons, Morvers, whoever, Lamellas, will then run into the box to cover where Kane should be, so that he's got an option when he's wide to cross it in. There was no running into channels at all. Both of those stuck in the middle which is where defenders are, you know, back to goal, very easy to defend against. Chelsea must have been loving that. You know, and yes, we haven't got a striker. Yes, we've got a few injuries. Yes, we're a bit low on confidence, but these players are professionals, for goodness sake. They're professionals. They can see where the space is, so run into the space. Give yourself as an option. Our goal, 88 minutes, was the first time in that game that someone had, when we had the ball, someone had run off in, past them to give themselves an option, which was Lamella. Lamella has to start for me. Yeah, he's not the greatest. Yeah, but what he does, he, he was the only one really yesterday who showed any passion and desire. He was the only one that when he lost the ball, he ran back and won the ball back or tried to win the ball back. Everyone else just, oh, I've lost the ball. Someone else will do that. I'll just jog back. Absolute gutless gutless performance as you consider it with Chelsea and compare it to Chelsea the whole team was doing what we used to do under Pochettino years ago which was closed down as a team you know and I, I just don't know where that's come from but they were showing more desire obviously they had more moving up top because they had a striker like I said as well after the Villa game with our inability of defending crosses that if, if Lampard doesn't play Giroud he hasn't got a clue uh, but yeah you know, and then what do you know? He plays him, and then the crosses don't cause any problems. It's just very, very strange. But yeah, the going going forward is a real worry. Like if the players aren't gonna, you know, show a bit of a decision making themselves and and 
you know, make those runs. I mean, Bergwijn is a winger as well, so you'd think he'd want to go wide anyway. And, and you know, they're not getting the ball. Like Moore was playing Moore again, playing up top, doesn't have the ability to come and, and drop in and then get the ball. He did when Lamella came on and then Ali came on, but it was a little too late then. Uh, and <laughs> we turn into a bloody Sam Allardyce team. We might as well be called Bolton Hotspur now. Like the only time we look like scoring is from free kicks or corners. Uh, Undombele as well, weak challenges putting in there, looking like he doesn't want to get injured. So, you know, Spurs fans laugh at, on Twitter about bloody Pepe at Arsenal being an absolute flop and absolutely useless. You know, you, you want to have a look at our signings as well. Like Undombele, he can only play 20 minutes. I mean, he played 60 minutes yesterday. That's like a marathon for him, surely. Every time he goes down, you worry he's going to have broken something. He seems to be made of glass. He's putting in weak challenges. The only good bit he did, he then fucked up at the end, you know, where he's, he's jinked past a few players, got into the box, have a shot there. No, no, I'll take another touch, get tackled. You know, 65 million, and, and I'd say he's been a flop. I really like Undombele. What he can do, but what he, you know, when he does play, certainly going forward a little bit. But the Leipzig game, he came on at the end and he looked like he was absolutely shattered after two minutes. Although, in his defence there, I will say, I think Mourinho has told him to just stand around the uh, centre circle. He'll get the ball, then do his stuff and jink past players, which he is brilliant at that. He's brilliant at that. And if we could get his fitness up and his desire up, then we would have a real play on our hands. But he doesn't look like he gives a shit. Doesn't look like he's up for the fight. So... I don't know what to do with him. Putting in weak challenges like that, I mean, yeah. Anyone can play football from a five-year-old to a pub team, you know, and any of those players can put a bit of effort in. They can get stuck in, put a bit of effort in, chase the ball back when they've lost it. So for, for professionals getting paid, God knows what they're paying to not do that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And him putting in weak challenges, dangling a foot, no time for that, no time. I'd rather have Lamella in, who's not as good as him going forward, but at least he puts a bit of effort in and shows a bit of bottle and a bit of hunger. So if Lamella doesn't start when he's uh, fit enough to play, then it's a disgrace, really, because you need players who are up for the fight. And as showed with the goal, at least he's willing to make a run forward and try and give himself as an option, which is more than can be said about any of the other tossers who are playing in that game. Uh and then Ali comes on and the less said about him the better I think you know what does he offer these days what does he offer apart from a bit of fame and a bit of like uh, you know uh, inverted commas funny videos about viruses that are going on you know if we sold him in the summer wouldn't be upset we'd get 100 million for it maybe not 100 but we'd get like 50 million at least can reinvest that on someone who actually gives a shit about playing football rather than being a celebrity yeah, we're struggling to hold it up all game and, and Leipzig as well with someone up top. He gets the ball, chests it, someone comes near him, falls over, claims a penalty, should have been booked. Hold that up, hold it up, wait for people to come in, actually offer something in the game rather than just trying to get a cheap free kick and a cheap penalty. Try and offer something. It's just, yeah... Just absolute shambles, but 
But it was a lucky goal that we scored, but it was a, just rewards for Lamella for actually trying and putting effort in. I thought, <laughs> in terms of the game, he was man of the match. And that's a pathetic thing to, you know, say. I mean, the second goal as well, where the hell Aurea is? He's been dragged, not Aurea, sorry, I do apologise, Serge. Uh, Tanganga, where he was, he'd been dragged into the middle. Why? I don't know. And then, it, yeah, it's a good finish by Alonso, but he's got the opportunity to have a shot there unopposed. Tanganga had a real, real tough game, but again, it's no one tracking back to help him. It seems to be a theme. All of our fullbacks get absolutely caught out and, and rinsed because no one's there tracking back and helping. You look at Liverpool, yeah, 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 they, they don't have to defend that much. But you always see the person is there tracking back and helping. And it was the same with Chelsea yesterday. So I've had my moan. I've had my moan. And rightly so, because it was a terrible performance. But credit where it's due. Chelsea came out. Lampard drilled them. Came out looking like they wanted to win. And, you know, they had a game plan. They all showed desire. They all showed they wanted to win. And, and wanted to win the game. So they just thoroughly deserved their win. It's a weird one, Chelsea. I like Lampard, but I hate Chelsea. So I want him to do well, but I don't because he's at Chelsea. But they deserve their win. And then, and then talk about VAR. I'm not sure Lacelso is a, a, a dirty player like that. But, and, and all these people on Twitter saying there was no intent. And yeah, there probably wasn't. I think he was trying to get the ball and drag it back. But, you know, you know for a fact that those play, those fans... There was no intent and someone stamped on Son's leg or Kane's leg like that. You'd be calling for a red card. So you, you can't be hypocritical about these things. It was a red card. It, you know. But then they say it was no da not dangerous play. What constitutes dangerous play anymore? Because you know? I, I was watching that with the replays from VAR and I was, thought he's off there because you could see there's a stamp action. As I say, I think he's, he's gone to stamp down to try and get the ball, drag it back. And, and the ball isn't there, but the leg is. But it was just very lucky that Azpilicueta was falling over as it happened because his foot wasn't planted. If it was planted, he, he would have snapped back. Uh, but how VAR look at that, it was the same in a Sheffield United game. Didn't mean to, but he stamped on the guy's leg. Although that was more of a challenge rather than a snap. But how they can look at that La Celso one, how they can look at that VAR, and what the fuck they're looking at, I don't know. How they can look at that and decide, well, it's not dangerous play, when he's he's moved his foot down in a stamp action and he's stamped on the guy's knee or leg. And then, you know, managers moan a lot and then are hypocritical, but Lampard, perfectly within his rights to go mad about that. Perfectly within his rights. Um, but I don't understand what VAR do. Like I've said with the Liverpool-Southampton game and then the uh, Burnley-Bournemouth game yesterday, it, it, you know, it's, about, it's as inconsistent as the bloody referees are, which is what it's trying to stamp out. So, I, you know, but that comes from different referees being the ones who are looking at VAR. They should just get a VAR person. That's it. You know? Well, you wouldn't be able to do that, would you, with the amount of games that are three o'clock, but... Just in at Stockley Park, have all the games on TV, 
Like it's going to be very, very, very unlikely that two, three o'clock games have an incident that happens at exactly the same time. So you just get them to watch it all. And it's the same person making the decision every time. That will cause consistency because it's the same person and not up to it's up to interpretation, but it's up to interpretation of the same person. But yeah, like I said, how Sun gets sent off against Chelsea, but then Maguire doesn't for exactly the same thing, you know? And then how you've seen some challenges get sent off for dangerous play, and then this is a Celsa one sticks are uh, just absolute shambles. But we didn't deserve anything from that game. And then, you know, but we did get two one with with a couple of minutes left, and then there's 10 seconds left, and we're poncing around with it at the back, playing it into midfield, playing it back, launch it into the fucking box. You're 2-1 down, you've got a chance of stealing it and, and committing robbery and getting a draw, and you're pissing about with it, playing it between yourself. Launch it into the box and get everyone up there. If you lose 3-1, you lose 3-1, but you could get a 2 all, and it's just an absolute shambles of performance. Just doesn't have a don't have a clue by the look of thing and you, you know yeah you could argue at Mourinho's tactics but you know what's he supposed to do with that striker look the only criticism I'd have of him is where is Parrot you know how many players need to get injured I mean everyone gets injured Dyer then gets injured so he can't play up top so then Parrot can have a go he's a striker he scores goals he's been banging him in for fun in the reserve so he's going to be confident stick him in because we don't have any movement, any idea going forward. We've got Wolves next away at home, sorry. I mean, they're not an easy team. And I just really struggle to see where the goals are coming from. So I hate to say it, but is our season over, really? If we can't score goals, we're 1-0 down in, in, in the Champions League, need a goal. But if we can't score goals... Is our season over and is it just going to peter out? And, and unless he plays power or, or something changes and the players' attitudes change, I hate to say it, but I think it could be. I think it could just be a petering out part of the season now and then certainly in the summer, huge changes are needed. Levy has to back the manager when Mourinho says, I want this player out and I want this player in which should be happening a lot because there's a lot of deadwood there. He's got to back him up and do it. So it has to be a busy summer for us. Otherwise, we're not going to go anywhere and we're just going to have a shambles of a season again next season. But like I say, Leipzig thoroughly deserved their win. Chelsea deserved their win. Villa were unlucky, but we deserved something out of that game. But now without any strikers, we are all over the shop and just look like we don't have a clue. We've got two players... Playing up there, who isn't their natural position, so it's not entirely their fault. But then you've got to, you know, you you know, basic football. If you're going forward, you pass into space or, or create space. You don't just stand next to two defenders and then hope you can do something with it. Um, Moore had another shot, which was a good flick from a uh, Bergwijn, but like it wasn't so much a run off the ball. Moore was already there, but there needs to be a lot more movement. Get Dumbele to either put some effort in, get some desire, ship him out, get Ali to either play football, put a bit of effort in or ship him out and, and start power. Uh, so it's been a bit of a rant this second half, a very much of a rant, but I think it's thoroughly justified because that was an absolute shambles of performance. Uh, and I don't see where we're going to go from here. Right, that's a three-game round over with, thank God. Uh, so that's the end of this one. 
Uh, again, if you've got any questions, comments, or anything like that on Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, I'll try and answer them. Again, if you want to be involved in the podcast, be a guest, uh, tweet me at that address as well, at LTalkTottenham again. Uh, try and arrange that. Uh, lastly, apologies for the little beeping, which seems to be a bit worse. I have no idea how to fix that, and I've kind of given up on trying to fix it because Google doesn't seem to help. Um, maybe I'm sitting too close to it or something like that. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Is it is it Norwich next in the cup? I think that might be the week after. Uh, well, it can't be actually because that's Champions League, so it must be this week Norwich. So big game there. So I only realistic chance of winning anything. And then Wolves at home. Try and do something to get the crowd on on on. <laughs> bit happy and then the Leipzig away um, and let's hope our season isn't completely over by that point but start Parrot give Parrot a chance give an actual striker a chance in a strikerless team who don't seem to have any idea going up top and he'll be hungry at least anyway because he'll want to prove himself uh, I did read someone on Twitter say that it was Mourinho masterclass motivation masterclass saying he's not ready gets him angry gets him like the fight even working harder to prove a point and then Mourinho puts him in I hope that's right I hope that's right so I mean unless he's injured but I haven't heard anything the fact he can't even get on the bench is just worrying when we don't have a striker on the on the pitch um but yeah and show a bit of desire you know Get Dyer playing. At least he shows a bit of desire. Start the Miller. Even if it's for Undumbele, start the Miller because at least he puts desire in, puts a bit of effort in, willing to make a challenge, willing to rectify his mistakes, willing to run off the ball. The fact that he was our best player yesterday in 20 minutes was an absolute disgrace to the rest of them. And he's the only one who can hold his head up high, I'd say. Loris didn't do anything wrong, but he didn't do anything brilliantly as well. Uh, but there's no blame attached to him. Um, but yeah, Lamella is the only one who can hold his head up high after that game. So start him, start Parrot, tell Ndombele to sort himself out, same with Ali, and, and yeah, try and save our season. So until next time, come on you Spurs, and it's hopefully, the name of this is our season now over, hopefully the answer to that is no.